What is up, Dolph fans, and welcome to the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony John Deletti. If it's your first time listening, welcome. If it's not your first time listening, welcome back. Uh, and right now, we are in a gap between the Dolphins pick. Uh, so, basically catching everyone up. If you don't know, you probably already know. If you're listening to this, it's probably because you're trying to kill some time. The Dolphins had uh, pick 156. We traded it away to the Steelers for a fourth-round pick next year, which gives us nine picks next year. We end up having a first, a second, a third, two-fourths, a fifth, two-sixths, and a seventh, which I really like. Uh, I really like that we have more picks next year because at the end of the day, look, with COVID and everything the way it is, uh, it makes sense that you'd want more picks next year when you're going to get a better look at these players. Rather than just, you know, swing and miss possibly on some picks in the 5th, 6th round, you know, this year with the uncertainty of it being a 5th round pick and also on top of that, the uncertainty with COVID. Now, I want to apologize ahead of time for my voice. Uh, Had surgery. Uh, If you listened to my last episode, go check that out. I recapped uh, the first round what I liked, what I didn't like. Um, and so I talked about, I had surgery, had deviated septum. Uh, so they had surgery on my nose. And so it's hard for me to talk, uh, but I still want to give you guys podcasts and stuff like that to give you guys, you know, hopefully content that you enjoy, uh, regardless of if it's easy for me or hard for me to do with, with my surgery, I still want to try uh, the best that I can for you guys. So, Hopefully you're here because you're trying to kill time like I am because the Dolphins will go, at least as of right now, we will go 150 picks without taking someone. Uh, Our last pick was 81, uh, and our next pick is scheduled to be 231. That's 150 picks. Not necessarily the best thing, uh, in my opinion. Uh, Like, it's not what I would have wanted. If you listen to the five things I wanted from the draft... I wanted us to trade back more to acquire a lot more picks in the 4th, 5th, 6th round. Because I didn't want to go 150 selections without taking someone. However, like I just talked about, I completely understand why they did it. Because you'd rather have more picks next year, which we'll have 2 more picks than we did this year. We'll have 9 picks next year. COVID will be in the in the rearview mirror. Games will be played, you know, everyone will be back. No one's going to be opting out. People will be back playing football. And so the Dolphins can have a better look at a lot of players next year. So I understand why they did that. It's just, I'm not a huge fan of going 150 selections without taking someone. That's just my personal opinion. So let's talk about who the Dolphins took in day two. So the three players we took, Javon Holland, Liam Eikenberg and Hunter Long. Uh, overall, my overall thoughts on day three or day two, excuse me, was I loved the fact that we added starters to the team. And this is something that I talked about in the first round. And it's something that they continued to do in round two. They didn't take developmental guys. There's not one player that the Dolphins have taken that is a developmental guy. Every single player the Dolphins have drafted is ready to play right now. 
So let's start with Javon Holland, right? Javon Holland is probably the most the the pick that got Brian Flores the most excited since he's been our head coach. I mean, he talked loads about this guy, how he wanted him, how he was stoked that he was there. Uh, he was his like one of the most exciting guys to watch on film. Brian Flores knows defense. Okay, I never, I rarely question when he takes a defensive guy. Okay, because I trust that he knows what he's doing, especially safeties. He's he's basically a safeties coach. That's where he started. So he loves, 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 loves safeties. And Javon Holland, uh, maybe I'm partially biased because Javon Holland was my number one rated safety uh, in my safety rankings. Javon Holland, to me, is a absolute stud at the safety position. He has the instincts that you want. He has the speed and athleticism that you want. He is a ball hawk. And on top of that, his versatility is through the roof. He, I, I talked about it in my safety rankings. He's the most versatile safety in the draft. He could play nickel. He could play some linebacker. He could play free safety. He could play single high safety. He could p- return punts, which I think is huge. So adding Javon Holland, you automatically now... And, and I said this, by adding Javon Holland, you save $8.5 million because you now no longer need Jakeem Grant or Bobby McCain. You can keep uh, Brandon Jones and Eric Rowe. I, I question what he's going to be on this team now because Javon Holland can cover safeties very well. So I question also Eric Rowe. But Bobby McCain is no longer needed on the team because Javon Holland can play nickel, can play safety. He basically does everything Bobby McCain can do. And on top of it, he is a very, very good punt return specialist. Very, very good. So you no longer need Jakeem Grant. And those two salaries when added together is $8.5 million. So... Yeah, if I can now get rid of those two players so that I can sign X to a long-term extension for one or two more years, I I love that pick. And then on top of it, you add the fact that, yeah, I am biased because he was my favorite safety. When I watched his play, I was like, this dude is outstanding. Like, I didn't get that from Trevin Maring. And he's a guy that a lot of people were upset with. They were like, man, why do we take Javon Holland? He's not even the best safety in the draft. Well, yeah, maybe if you're listening to Mel Kuyper, but to me and a lot of scouts I listen to, and maybe we just listen to different people, a lot of people I listen to and read, it not named Mel Kuyper, they love Javon Holland. They loved him, and I personally loved him. Like I didn't go into my film study with any preconceived notion about players in mind. I went into the safety film room and I was like, okay, what guys stand out to me? And he was my number one raid safety and it wasn't really that close. Like I loved, loved him. Another guy I loved was DeMar Hamlin. Uh, I'm trying to think of other guys I liked, but he was my number one rated safety, Javon Holland. And the fact that we got him and he should be a day one starter, man, he's going to play that Minka Fitzpatrick role. If you want to know, okay, well, what's Javon Holland going to do on this team? Picture Bobby McCain mixed with Minka Fitzpatrick. 
and also he can return punts because he can do everything on defense that you want. Excuse me, that you want a defensive safety to do. Nickel, cover tight ends, single high safety, free safety, returns punts. He's going to be that Minka Fitzpatrick role. And so I am ecstatic about Javon Holland. Wouldn't be shocked at all if he was the best player. Like, I wouldn't be, I, I shouldn't say that, but I wouldn't be shocked if like two years from now, he was like one of those key pieces on our defense. I would not be shocked at all because the dude is just like the best way to describe him is I've seen this before a heat seeking missile. That's him. Like he is just, there's something about him where he just understands the safety position. And I'm super excited to see what he brings to this team come day one. Next guy we have up is Liam Eichenberg. Another guy starter from day one. Did not allow one sack in 30 games playing for Notre Dame? Uh, a guy that is basically the opposite of Austin Jackson. That was the way Connor Rogers on Gridiron talked about it. If you don't like Austin Jackson, you'll love Liam Eikenberg because the dude is a a behemoth. Like he's he's pretty big. He's six six. He's not too heavy. He's like three oh five, but he's huge. He's very very reliable. Hasn't missed it. He didn't miss one game while at Notre Dame. He went to Notre Dame, which Notre Dame always has very good offensive linemen. And on top of that, he can now play that right tackle spot so that you can move Robert Hunt into right guard. So if you look at the signing of Liam Eichenberg, he upgrades you at two positions because I believe he's better at right tackle than Robert Hunt. And Robert Hunt is going to be better than he was at right tackle at right guard. Like Robert Hunt is a Pro Bowl right guard. So the Dolphins now have on the right side protecting Tua, hopefully two guys that are very, very good at what they do and two guys that make the offensive line better by by putting them where they are. Like Liam Eikenberg, there's not going to be a drop-off between him and Robert Hunt at right tackle. And then Robert Hunt is going to massively improve your right guard spot. You move Solomon Kinley over to left guard. Hopefully he develops a little more. He won't give you that much of a drop off between Eric Flowers and him. He might even be uh, an improvement. And then Austin Jackson, hopefully improving at left tackle. And then the center position, which is yet to be addressed. So I love the Liam Eichenberg signing. And the reason for that is because you're getting a guy that can go in right away. And I, I could argue that right now, aside from Robert Hunt, he's your best offensive lineman and yeah we traded up to get him and we gave up a third round pick but we got a guy that again is reliable a guy that can start right away and a guy that isn't going to be like this developmental guy yeah he obviously needs some help in you know some of his footwork is a little raw but you know no prospect comes out unless you're like the uh, insanely high first round talent, which yes, we passed on Penny Sewell, but like most of these guys, they have developmental stuff that they need to fix. Um, and here's another thing I wanted to get on real quick, talking about, you know, getting a tackle in the second round. If you want to compare the Dolphins getting players where they got them, not getting running backs to like other teams, like the Jaguars or stuff like that, 
then honestly, you could just go be a fan of that team. Because at the end of the day, I keep seeing, oh man, the Dolphins, look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. They they didn't need to get a running back that high and they got one, yet the Dolphins didn't. Like, what are we doing here? Why are we comparing the Dolphins to the Jaguars? If that's the standard, then we are in deep trouble. The Jaguars, just because they took Travis Etienne in the first round does not mean that that was a good selection at all. It was not. It was horrible. Hated Travis Etienne going to the Jaguars because they have no offensive line. And they already have James Robinson. So yeah, cool. You guys got a flashy player. But I mean, people act like the Dolphins are one running back away from being like Super Bowl champions. That's not correct at all. Miles Gaskin was our most productive offensive player last year by a large margin, and he was running behind a bottom 10 offensive line. Until we fix the offensive line, don't expect the Dolphins to invest heavily in a running back. Because if you invest a first or second round pick in a running back, you're paying that person a lot of money, and they mostly expect to get a second contract. So if you want to get the best use out of your running back, Get one when you know you have an offensive line that can help them. Don't go out and spend a top 10 pick on Saquon Barkley when your offensive line sucks and now you're going into the fourth or fifth year of his contract and he's going to expect you to pay him a crap load of money and you never got the best out of Saquon because your offensive line was trash. So if you expect like the Dolphins to just go out there and spend premium dollar on a running back when they have not addressed their offensive line enough yet then maybe you're just make go root for a different team i'm watching the buffalo bills a team that was at the afc championship last year they haven't even addressed the running back spot and they like are basically like a running back away they only need like a couple of spots on defense and a running back and they didn't address running back yet so i don't like, I don't understand what the infatuation with a running back is. A running back is important. Anyone who thinks a running back is not important doesn't know football. However, having an elite running back is not important at all. Not even kind of. If you go back for the last 10 years, just do the last 10 years if you want. Go to the teams that have won a Super Bowl and had an elite running back. And I got a lot of... Uh, of of backlash for this because they were like, that's not a good way to use the metric. Yes, it is. Like I, when I look at teams that have elite running backs because they were taken very, very high in the draft or something, none of them ever are the teams that make it to the Super Bowl. And why is that? Because if you have an elite running back and that is what your offense is heavily predicated on, all a team has to do is stop that running back. That's all they have to do. Look at the Tennessee Titans. Stop Derrick Henry, they suck. Because their whole entire offense is predicated around an elite running back. Now, if the Dolphins fix their offensive line and get an elite running back and Tua like progresses the way he hopefully does, then you're talking about something. Yes, of course, if you have a Marshawn Lynch and a good offensive line with a defense and Russell Wilson, yeah, you're going to be able to win all the games. But if you go out there and get Saquon Barkley and you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a defense, your offensive line is garbage, you now waste four years of Saquon's career. And so he is coming up on a contract year where he's expecting to make big money. 
And you're sitting there like, oh, wait, we're now expected to build the team and we have to pay a running back, even though we didn't get his best years because we didn't have a good enough offensive line to make the most out of it. So I'm happy that the Dolphins didn't get a running back. And to those of you that like want to compare how the Dolphins are building this team versus other teams, I don't know what to tell you. Go be a fan of those teams. You can view me as a homer, whatever you want. I view myself as someone who likes to look at the glass half full versus half empty. I trust the Dolphins. Do I agree with every move they do? No. I didn't agree with them taking Hunter Long, which we'll talk about in a second. I, I would have rather had Quinn Mayners. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, look at how other teams do it. That's the way to do it. No, because the Dolphins have succeeded in everything they've done. And every GM and scout you listen to, or former GM and scout and analyst, is like, yeah, the Dolphins are destroying this draft. Because they're getting impact starters day one. They're not getting these developmental guys that won't really have an impact. So, look, yeah, I may, after every pick, not be super, super mad that we didn't get a running back. But, like, I don't personally care, to be honest with you. I don't care about having an elite running back. I saw the Steelers, again, my, my dad and my brother are, are Steelers fans. I saw them year after year, every year I grew up, just get, like, some bum off the street in the fourth round. And because they had a good offensive line, a good defense... That running back, where their offense was heavily predicated around that, they would just run the ball because they had an amazing offensive line. They'd run the ball like crazy. Then that running back, after four years, the Pittsburgh Steelers would wipe their hands clean, say, bye-bye, have fun somewhere else. And then that running back, a.k.a. Le'Veon Bell, would go somewhere else and not do anything because they'd go to the Jets, who had an awful offensive line. Ezekiel Elliott has gone way down in his production since his soft, or since his rookie year. Why? Their offensive line has gotten worse and worse every year. Saquon Barkley last year, horrible season. I watched him have negative six yards rushing against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Was it negative six or six? I don't know, but point is, it was horrible. As good of a running back as he is, didn't matter because people were stopping him behind the line of scrimmage. So for me, until I feel good about the Dolphins' offensive line, which I don't yet, hopefully after this year I feel a lot better about it, then I'll be like, yeah, let's spend a first or maybe a second round pick on a running back, preferably a second. But no, right now I'm not like, God, how dare the Dolphins not get a running back? No, because Miles Gaskin, I saw Miles Gaskin last year be the most productive player we had on offense and our offensive line was trash. So yeah, if we could fix our offensive line a little better, I'll I'll assume that he will play better. And if he doesn't, okay, whatever. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, Dolphins suck, they didn't get a running back yet. No, the Dolphins got five starters. And we'll talk about Hunter Long right here. Dolphins got five starters from this draft so far. You look at the first round, Jalen Waddell and Jalen Phillips, easily going to start day one. Uh, Javon Holland wouldn't be shocked if he started day one because they got rid of Bobby McCain. Liam Eikenberg's going to start at right tackle. And then with Hunter Long, here's the thing. Is Hunter Long who I wanted? No, not at all. I wanted Quinn Mayners or running back. Guess what? 
We didn't get one. Okay, move on. Hunter Long is going to be such an annoying tight end for NFL defenses, I can't even begin to describe it. Because he's going to be that tight end that complements what Mike Kosicki does perfectly. He's going to be that tight end where it's third and four, everyone's worrying about Jalen Waddell and Will Fuller, and all of a sudden Hunter Long is just in the middle of the field, wide open, unaccounted for, for a six, seven yard gain to move the drive, move the chains, extend the drive. That's who Hunter Long is. And here's the thing I don't understand. A lot of us wanted Kyle Pitts. And Kyle Pitts is obviously much, much more talented than Hunter Long. If you have Kyle Pitts and Mike Kosicki, then essentially what you're saying is we want two hybrid tight ends to do pretty much the same thing. They're not exactly the same, but they have the same type of skill set. Skill set, they're a hybrid tight end, wide receiver slot more so than an actual traditional tight end. You want two of those, and then Mike and then Adam Shaheen and Durham Smythe be the other guy. What the Dolphins told you by taking Hunter Long is we are going to re-sign Mike Kosicki to play that hybrid tight end, and then we are going to upgrade that second tight end, which is Hunter Long. I fully And I'll go on record saying this. I fully 100% expect Hunter Long to start day one. Because him and Mike Kosicki can both start. Just because Mike Kosicki is a tight end doesn't mean he's the only one. The Dolphins are going to run a lot of 12 personnel. Because it's what Tua and Ryan Fitzpatrick both did best last year. So I fully expect Hunter Long to be a starting tight end for us day one. Like, I expect him and Mike Kosicki to be out there at the same time. And Hunter Long is a massive improvement above Adam Shaheen and Durham Smythe. He has very good blocking, and his pass catching is as good as both of them, easily. So, while again, was it my favorite pick? No. Is it the guy I would have taken? No. I understand why. Because now, you don't have to pay Durham Smythe. Now, you can just pay Mike Kosicki, and you can get rid of all your other tight ends and have another guy to replace that second tight end role that the Dolphins desperately, desperately need. And a lot of people, we got a tight end, and they were like, last year we had the most productive tight end room, I forget in how many years, but I think it was like in the last 10, 15, and people are like, you know, how, how, how come the Dolphins took a tight end after we got a really productive room? Because you're looking at it as you take a guy here and then next year let's spend, you know, between Mike Kosicki and Adam Shaheen, let's spend another $20 million, you know, $17 million on tight ends. No, we're not doing that. If you want both of them back, now you have to pay Mike Kosicki 10 to $12 million and Adam Shaheen about $5 million. So you're going you're gonna to sink $17 million next year into the tight end room? Really? I don't want to do that. Now that you have Hunter Long, next year you just have to pay Mike Kosicki $10 million. Move on. Adam Shaheen, or not even Adam Shaheen because he's he's under contract, but Durham Smythe, you want a contract extension? Awesome. You don't? Buy. You want to make $5 million? Cool. You're not going to make it here. By getting, like, if, if you don't understand why we got tight end, I'm not saying you have to agree with it, 
Because again, I would have rather had Quinn Mainers. But I'm saying if you don't understand why we got a tight end, I don't know what to say to you. We got one because the Dolphins offense is so heavily predicated around two tight ends. I could argue tight ends are way more important than wide receivers on this team. Much more. You need tight ends that can be mismatches and that can block and play well in 12 personnel. So I completely understand why they got him. Would I have done it? I mean, probably not. But then again, I'm not as smart as Chris Greer and Brian Flores. Would I have taken Quinn Mainers? Yeah, I would have. Would have much rather had him. But like, I, I see it with Hunter Long. Like, I see the, the, the potential with that guy. Like, he's going to be that tight end, that Jason Witten, that Heath Miller, that even Travis Kelsey. Like, Travis Kelsey, yeah, he's athletic, but... There's a lot of times where Travis Kelsey just gets like a four yard gain on like third and three and everyone's like, damn it. Like he doesn't do like this crazy, crazy stuff all the time. He's going to be that type of tight end because you already have Mike Kosicki to do that athletic slot stuff. Get another tight end that, oh my God, like I, I, I could just see it right now. Like Jalen Waddle and Will Fuller with their speed. Oh my God, there's going to be so much room in the middle for Mike Kosicki and people are worried about all those guys. And oh wait, you got a guy in Hunter Long that is very capable as a pass catcher and a blocker. And all of a sudden it's third and four. And Tua has a blanket uh, or his safety blanket where he can just throw a four yard pass to Hunter Long on third and three. And now you have a first down. We saw that so much last year with Adam Shaheen and Durham Smythe. Hunter Long takes that to another level because he's better than both of them. So... You know, the th- again, the thing I love about the first three rounds is that we got five starters. Look at look at it how you want. Yes, we could have taken Penny Sewell and then had a wide receiver like Rondell Moore later or something like that. Yeah, I, I get that. But just look at it in a vacuum. You got five starters. You got two top 10 players. One of them, yeah, has injury concern, but Jalen Phillips is a top 10 player. You have two top 10 players. You got a starting safety, a starting offensive lineman, and a starting tight end in 12 personnel that you desperately need in this scheme that you're about to run. So, look, again, you may sit here and say, man, Anthony never has anything negative to say. You're right, I don't. Because, like, I have no reason to be negative. I have no reason to say the Dolphins suck at drafting because they don't. Like... Last year, the Dolphins had Tua, Austin Jackson, Robert Hunt, Raquan Davis, Brandon Jones, Solomon Kinley, and Blake Ferguson start. They had seven starters last year. And so now, you add five more this year, that's 12 starters that the Dolphins have added in the draft. Um. So yeah, like I, I'm not negative. If three, if two years down the road from now, you know, some rookies don't pan out to be good or, you know, whatever happens. Yeah, I'll sit here and I'll be like, yeah, that was, that was, didn't work out. Bad move. But I'm not just going to sit here after every single draft move and be like, not what I would have done. Dolphins suck. They don't know what they're doing. Look at these other teams. They know how to draft. No, wrong. That's a horrible way. Awful way to look at the draft. The way I look at the draft is how many how many impact players did we get? And honestly, 
as good as last year's draft was, this year's draft is way better in my opinion. Way better. Because aside from Tua, I look at Austin Jackson and Noah Igbenogany, two developmental guys. Noah barely got any starts last year. And while I'm excited about his future, at the end of the day, he didn't impact our team last year at all. So if anything, this year's draft has been way better. We got five starters on our team now. And you're not going to like Hunter Long until that scenario happens that I just told you about. Where it's third and four, crucial third down conversion. Everyone's worried about where's Jalen Waddle, where's Will Fuller, where's Mike Kosicki. Hunter Long is right there. Short pass, four yards, first down. That's when you're going to like Hunter Long. So just give it time. Don't be so mad that the Dolphins didn't get a running back. Again, do I want a running back on this team? Oh my God, of course I do. I'm a Dolphins fan because of Ricky Williams. He is my favorite player of all time. I love, love running backs. And I don't want people to get what I say about running backs to be mistaken with like Anthony doesn't like running backs. I love running backs. If used the proper way, and if like you have a good offense, a good overall team, I, I think running backs are like the, the best weapon you could have. I look at Aaron Jones, the way they use him with Green Bay, where they have a good offense, good offensive line, great quarterback, uh, solid defense. I love, love running back in that situation. But the Dolphins aren't there yet. I don't want the Dolphins to be the, the New York Giants. They get Saquon Barkley and waste four years and now have to pay him and they, they, the four years they got out of him had no impact on them winning games. I don't want the Dolphins to be that. When it comes time where I feel like the Dolphins are good enough on their offensive line. And trust me, this organization has put way more draft stock and attention on our offensive line than any other regime. When this organization figures out the offensive line, which they are desperately trying to do. When I feel like, yeah, our offensive line is solid enough, not top five, but just like top 15 offensive line in the NFL, when we're to that point, which will probably be after this year, when we're to that point, you'll be hearing me on this podcast scream for a running back. Like, hopefully second round. I don't believe in first round running backs. That's my personal opinion. Uh, But like, you will you will hear me talk about running backs. I love running backs. I love Ricky Williams. He's the reason I'm a Dolphin fan. But I just, I understand why we aren't addressing them so early on. Because we're not, you don't, you don't want to get a running back and waste their years. Because they're so valuable. You only get like five good years out of a running back. Basically their rookie contract. After that, yeah, if you have a really good team around them, they can impact your team. But you really only get five good years of a running back. You don't want to get one and waste the first half of that five years because your team's offensive line isn't there yet. That's that's my worry. And that's why I'm okay that we haven't addressed all the running back position yet. I'm confident that Miles Gaskin, yeah, he's not a dominant running back, but I'm confident that he can do good things on this team. I'm confident in what I saw with Savan Ahmed. Again, running back by committee. I saw the Patriots win six Super Bowls without a, a, a premier running back. So, I love running back, but 
I'm not going to be banging the table for it now. What I am banging the table for and what I love is that the Dolphins now have five more starters on a team that is much further ahead than a team that would need five starters, if that makes sense. Like, you talk about teams that need starters right away. The Dolphins, yeah, we have holes on our team, but the fact that we got five starters on top of what we had last year, like, wow. I, I It's just impressive to me, and I like it. I really do. So those are my overall thoughts on day two, guys. Hopefully, I'm going to go check what the Dolphins are up to right now. Uh, I haven't been uh, checking it out. I'm trying to see on my phone right now. Did the Dolphins do anything? Checking right now. Trying to see who's gone. Uh, huh. Sorry about this, guys. I'm just live right now, so I'm just trying to see if the Dolphins... I don't think the Dolphins have done anything uh, like significant. I think we're just waiting on that 7th round pick. We're still in the 5th round. We're only on pick 170. Uh, yeah, but... Guys, those are just my overall thoughts on day two. Obviously, day three is currently going on right now, and I'll be giving you guys a video either today or tomorrow, probably tomorrow. But yeah, just stay patient. Again, you don't have to agree with every move the Dolphins make, but don't act like it's the end of the world. It'll be fine. Give it time. Trust the process. Thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate your time. Have a great rest of your day. Fins up.